What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholke. What's going on, Tyler? How you doing, man? Oh, well, it's great to have, you know, Blake show in the house. Oh, yeah. What's up? What's up? How we doing, fellas? What up, Blake? How we doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. We have another All Hoops episode for you guys this week. The NBA playoffs are here, and I don't care what anyone says, but I'm taking the NBA playoffs over March Madness every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Uh, we're also going to discuss the head coaching vacancies in the NBA right now and the possible new hires that could take place over the offseason uh, as some pretty big names have been mentioned and some rumors about who might be the new coach of so-and-said team. Also, the Lakers concluded their season with a win over their ugly stepbrothers, the Clippers, so I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about what was the 2017-2018 season for the Lakers and what's to come. Tyler also has a two-minute drill of topics for us as well. But first, like we said, our f- good friend Blake Anthony is joining us. What's going on, Blake? How you doing, man? How we doing? I'm doing good. Good, man. Uh, so if you want to give the people a little uh, taste into who you are as a sports fan, what your teams are. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, I'm from Washington like Tyler, so uh, grew up a big uh, Seattle fan, Sonic, Seahawks. Coming all the way from Napa Vine, Washington. Holla. Hello. Celtics. Big Boston Celtics fan. Oh man, no Laker talking here. Oh, we're talking. We're talking a lot of Lakers tonight. Yeah, we got the Larry Bird jersey in the house. Yeah, he's wearing, he's rocking a nice Larry Bird jersey. Got to respect go. that. Billy Hoyle and the Larry Bird jersey. <laughs> uh, who who else your favorite team? Seahawks, Mariners, Celtics. Celtics. All right. Yeah, definitely more of a basketball guy. Duke basketball. Oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> I immediately regret my decision. <laughs> Anyway, so thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Let's let's start talking about these NBA playoffs. Yes, sir. Got got a game in action right now in the east in the Eastern Conference. We got the one seed Raptors versus the eight seed Warriors. Toronto's up one nothing in the series. They won game one, one fourteen, one oh six. Game two is at halftime right now. Raptors are up uh, seventy six to fifty eight. So I was over at Tyler's watching game one. It was a great game. Uh, But the entire time, myself, you, and Corey, we were talking about the series and what we think was going to happen. This is not your classic 1-8 matchup. No. These teams have played each other so often in the playoffs over the past couple of years, and this is more like a second-round playoff series than a first-round playoff series. Um, In my opinion, if Washington ends up winning this series – it, it wouldn't be as shocking of a 1-8 upset as, like, the 06-07, we believe, Warriors. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, no, it's not not a huge upset because D.C. was missing their star player for three months of the se- half the season. So, uh, they're not a true 8 seed. They, I think if John Wall would have been healthy, they would have finished, you know, much further up in the standings. So, if they, if they win, it would be an upset, but uh, and I don't think they are going to win, but it wouldn't be the craziest 1-8 upset ever, no. Blake, what you think? Yeah, I mean, both those teams seem like they're competitive, pretty equal. Both been in the playoffs the last few years. I just feel like there's a lot of, like, I don't think the Wizards really like each other. It seems like yeah. a lot of inner turmoil. Like. Yeah. yeah, the Gortat thing, that guy just seems like a big asshole. I mean, it's, <laughs> everyone's probably just like, man, fuck this guy. Like, he hustled hard in the paint, but 
you know, he's talking about how the team's better without John Wall and, you know, addition by subtraction and whatnot. But I still think you're better off having John Wall on the court. Yeah, obviously, like, John Wall is one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah. So, like, they're not better. And he makes everybody better. It's not like he's, like, a, a ball hog or a ball stopper. You know, he, the guy, I think the guy's best attribute is his passing he, ability. He had a double-double with points and assists at halftime of game one. Like, yeah. he – no, these teams are classically built. I mean, they've both been, in, like you said, they've both been in the playoffs for like five years in a row now. Yeah. Uh, playing each other constantly in the second round. Um, they're both a team that everyone always talks about in the preseason to beat, to beat Cleveland. Uh, what do they got to do to take the next step? And every year they're just not quite there. But uh, th- this is an interesting first-round matchup. Yeah. I got Toronto in six. That's- that's my thing with Toronto is, like, I feel like every other team in the playoffs always, like, steps up their level of play. And Toronto's just, like, they're already there. They're already, yeah. like, maxed what they're playing. Yeah. yeah no, you're not going to get – that's the ultimate thing. They're, they're missing something. They can't beat LeBron. Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to be able to beat LeBron this year. But, I mean, like you said, I do have the Raptors in six. Yeah, I think the Raptors are going to end up winning this series just because I think they're be- – the, both teams are very well-rounded and they have everything you need as far as, like, the checklist of bench, bigs, scoring, whatnot. Um, I just think Toronto's a better team. And they have the home court advantage, and the, uh, Toronto is a great home court. Oh, yeah, especially when you got Drake on the sideline yelling at everybody and anybody. Yeah, it would be so obnoxious to play the Raptors with Drake right there. Oh, yeah, I would hate it. I can't wait until, like, 40 years from now when he's, like, Jack, just old man, just sitting courtside, same seats. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so next we got uh, the Celtics and the Bucks, the 2-7 matchup. I got Milwaukee in seven. I got Celtics. Get out of here. I got the Celtics in seven. What, what do you got? I got Celtics, obviously. Oh. I, I just don't think that they got enough to beat. G- okay. I got the Celtics without their best two players. Yeah, which is crazy. Two, two max contract players and Marcus Smart's not playing. Um, Giannis, though, Giannis should be able to beat this, this Celtics team by himself. Oh, if 100%. If he really wants to take the steps that he's trying to take, he should be able to beat this – the, it's just Brad Stevens in a like, group of guys. With, yeah, we got President Stevens. No, which which is good, which is good. And I have Milwaukee in seven, going seven games, but with no Kyrie and Gordon Marcus, uh, I just think Giannis has a good enough supporting cast to where he should be able to beat this Celtics team, and he should be able to dominate on offense. I completely agree with everything you just said. I think G- without Kyrie on the court, Giannis is the best player on the court, but. I think that as much as the Celtics are inexperienced in the playoffs, I feel like the Bucks are a little bit inexperienced as well. They are, but Giannis has been there. This isn't Giannis's first go around. Right, but in the playoffs, you need more than just one. No, but but he's been there. That's why I'm saying he need, if he wants to get where he's going, he needs to take this step. This is the step he needs to take. He, like, everything's counted against Boston right now. You know what I mean? Oh, like, 100%. Milwaukee has everything going for him. Boston has nothing going for him. Now, Boston's still, like, a good team. So, I think they'll take it seven. And they do have the better coach. But Yeah, I just think coaching is, like, uh, magnified in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Who's the Bucks coach? An interim coach. The interim coach. See? There it is. See? Yeah, no, no one knows the Bucks coach. Uh, but that's why I think it's going to be a good series, honestly. It's, no, uh, it's, it's going to be a great series. And game one was a clear indication. I mean – those the last three possessions of regulation that was insane. Yeah, no, those the that Chris Middleton shot was unreal. Point yeah, five seconds left. That was great. 
No, that's honestly a really good matchup. Those teams, yeah, they match up well because of all because Boston is missing so much. But like, but look Boston at Boston has one of those one of those two guys. They're winning the series easily. Listen, Boston is missing a lot of guys. But look, listen to how much these players stepped up. Jason Tatum in his playoff debut had 19 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, three steals, and a block. Al Horford had 24, 12, and three blocks. Al Horford's a playoff vet, though. Marcus, made, Marcus, made, Mor- made Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier, and Jalen Brown all had 20 or more points. Jalen Brown, I think the, the bright spots were Rozier and Brown. 100%. Um, Rozier, I, he looks to be the guy that's like, there's always someone that breaks out in the playoffs and makes themselves. And Rozier right now is the leading candidate for that. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't disagree with that. He had a great game. Yeah, I mean, he put, played better than he played in the regular season in the playoffs. That's always a good good sign. Yeah, so, I mean, I got Celtics in seven. Blake, you got – Yeah, I got Celtics winning. How many games? As many as it takes. Four. Oh. <laughs> Four? Oh, no. Well, their game starts – well, the game actually started, I think. Yep, 18-15 Boston. All right, 18-15 Boston. Okay. I'm ready for Jason Tatum to get on the national stage. No, that's whole name. Yeah, absolutely. Th- this is a this is a great opportunity for this Boston team actually. I mean, they're getting such good experience from all the guys that need experience. I mean, next year's playoff run, if oh, they had, Boston's going to be scary. If they had Gordon and Kyrie with all these guys playing all these minutes right now, it's nice. Oh, yeah. So, the next series we got the 3-6 matchup. This is probably going to be one of the most fun first-round matchups we've seen in a long time. If game one and game two were any indication, but it's the 76ers in the heat. The series is tied 1-1. Game one, 76ers beat the heat 130-103. to Philly absolutely dominated. Ben Simmons almost had a triple-double in his playoff debut. Game two, different story. Heat 113, 76ers 103. To quote Gabrielle Union on Twitter, the undefeated tweeted, I wonder what wine Dwayne Wade would compare to himself. Gabrielle Union tweeted back, two-buck Chuck from Trader Joe's. Didn't cost much, but gets the job done. There it is. Yeah, I mean, I think Miami's winning this series. So do I. I got the heat in seven. The the two the first two games just show me exactly why I can't get behind the Sixers. I mean, just coming. I, and they don't have Embiid, which, like, if Embiid was in, it'd be a different story. I think they'd win if Embiid played all He might not even be game. cleared to play game three. Yeah, exactly. That's why, and and I just think Miami has such a nice veteran team, um, and the, and Spolstra, you know, and the Heat organization's been through it so many times. I think Miami's winning this in six. Okay. Simmons, Simmons can't beat them alone, and they don't like who are they going to at the end of the game? You know, like is is Simmons has got to create for others. I don't really see him. as Yeah, like he's not going to take the last shot. I don't really see him as a takeover scorer, and it's always tough for a big guy to be your you know your go to guy at the very end. And yeah. they didn't have that guy. I feel like the, the Sixers like definitely overachieved this year. I don't think anyone really saw him as like a playoff team going in, especially not knowing how much Embiid's going to play, how good Ben Simmons is going to be. Yeah, uh, I love Ben Simmons' game. He's played so good. No, he is. He's he's great, but he's all by himself right now. Yeah. And Max Kellerman on first take actually said it the best is that that fourteen game winning streak was like mess people's view up on the six. Oh, hundred percent it did. Because it? now people think they're like, you know, a real threat when in all odds they shouldn't have those expectations. They had they should have the expectations of a seven or eight seed, not a three seed. Yeah, hundred percent. They got a real nice shot in the arm at the end of the year with Markel Fultz playing when, and, when and, and the and when all the buy when the buyout season came when all the veterans they picked Marco up Bellinelli and Urson. Uh, yeah, Bellinelli is a solid pro. And Urson. I mean that's two good players 
with Fultz that they added right at the very end. Um, it's unfortunate they lost Embiid because it would have been really fun to see what they could have done with him. But now I just think they're not going to be able to get past Miami. Yeah, and I mean, you you guys saw the social media post. D-Wade's still D-Wade. At the end of the game in the fourth quarter, if it's close, uh, he's as good as anybody with the ball in his hand. Dude, he set the record for most points off the bench in a playoff game for the Heat with 28 in game two. Throwback. No, no yeah. surprise. He, v- he, surprise. No, I'm not surprised either. He had a vintage Flash performance. Nah, Flash, it's, it's go time. Miami is looking nice right now. Yeah, but you guys, you guys saw the social media post that Joel Embiid put up after the game yesterday, right? What, How he's uh, fucking sick and tired of yeah, being baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but like, I mean he yeah. hasn't even he hasn't been cleared for contact in workouts yet. So how do you expect him to play in a the game? The guy's played eighty games in four seasons. Yeah, That's why it. I can't get behind the Sixers. Like yo, I see the talent. I see what the fuck you're talking about. But yo, he's got to be on the court. This might and be they got to beat teams four out of seven. You know, like that's what you got to do. It's just so weird having the Sixers in the conversation. Like, I already yeah. think they had a great season. They yeah, way no, it's over, done. They way no, overachieved. No, no, yeah, no yeah. matter what happens, if, even if they lose to Miami in five, it's not a disappointing no, season. They won fifty games. They were in the lottery last year. They won fifty games without the number one pick. Shout know? out Sam Hinkie. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're the Phillies. Phillies, the team of tomorrow. It's just I don't think they're getting past Miami. Yeah, and I mean, I I think this is probably like the third or fourth week in a row I'm saying it, but. The 76ers are the Rams. They don't have the experience yet to win a playoff series. Sa- yeah, no, Sarek, you know, he's young, all these guys. Sarek is like the X factor. Oh, 100%. No, but I'd I, say Sarek and Covington are their X factors. I'm a big Sarek guy. I've always been a fan of his. He, he was a guy that we knew about about two years before he came to the league. He was on the, you know, the Euro um, The Euro radar. watch list, yeah. yeah. So I got the Heat in seven. You got the Heat in six. Yeah, Heat in six. Okay. All right, and then, obviously, to wrap up the West, we got the 4-5 matchup, Cleveland versus Indiana. Indiana is up 1-0. They won 98-80 to in game one, came out and absolutely punched LeBron James and the Cavaliers in the mouth. Kicked him in the nuts is more like <laughs> I don't think they necessarily punched him in the, in the face because I don't know. If the, this, honestly, I think was the best thing that could have happened to Cleveland. Yeah, and I mean, but this is so on so par. wake up call. Yeah, this is so on par with the season they're having. We don't know which Cavaliers team is going to show up every yeah, night. They need to start J.R. Smith, though. Dude, sure. if, I mean, if he shoots the way he shot in game one and they keep winning, they're going to win it all. I mean, J.R. Yeah. Smith is their biggest X factor. They need to play D, too. I mean, he's not bad on defense. They just need him. They to need to start. play Tristan Thompson more Tristan, than two Tristan, minutes. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's it's shitty that it's. No, that fuck car- whatever's going on in his personal life. No, he, what the, what Indiana needs to do is get all those Instagram hoes up in the stands. <laughs> yeah, no, they should. But but to me, it's like when you have turmoil at home, I feel like sports is when you really excel because you yeah. want to get locked in. But I got Cleveland winning the next four games, Cleveland in five. I got Cleveland in six. They're just still the te- more talented team. But I, Indiana, I, another team that had a great season, no matter what happens in series. Yeah, Victor oh, yeah. Oladipo is going to win most improved. He should win most improved. Yeah, yeah he will. I could realistically see Cleveland lose this series or play for the finals. It's like you can never count out LeBron. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, I still, I still that's have. A, that's going to be every series this year for Cleveland. I still have the Warriors and Cavs in the finals. This Cavs team's tough. Like, it is tough. It is tough because they have because the names are there, but the play is not there. They got decent pieces, Here's my young thing. guys, but it's just their bre- they have just started playing together. Here's my thing though: in in the first quarter of the, of game one, the Pacers were up big. LeBron took it took and missed only two shots in the first quarter. You got to come out more aggressive than that. 
Well, haven't we heard that before? Story of his career. But, yeah. You know, that's you, not what he does. Kobe happen. and Michael wouldn't only take two shots in the LeBron first quarter. Knows, LeBron knows he has to have his teammates playing well, and he's going to facilitate the first quarter. I mean, we've been talking about this. You know, every sports fan has been talking about this his entire career. It's not going to change. Yeah. He's a facilitator early. That's what he does. I don't know. But, I mean, Victor Oladipo had a big game. That Victor's was nice. He's the man. He's the second pick in the draft. I think he's yeah. where he where people thought he was going to be. When he was coming out, he was yeah. nice. And where did he go to school? The Hoosiers. Yep. They lo- True Indiana guy. Exactly. They, they love him. Yeah, no, it's it's the perfect it's the perfect fit. If he can if he can stay there, um it's a th- it, it, they're building a throwback Pacers team now he's with him and Sabonis and Miles Turner. He's already 100%. the most popular Pacer since Reggie Miller. Yeah, already. that's a, more popular than Paul George? Yeah, I think so. Cuz he's from Indiana. Yeah, I mean, I just think this team's building like it's building like the '90s Pacers teams. That's what this team's building around, and that's what you want, especially in that market, that smaller market. You need a team that plays together, and it's a group of misfits. You know, you need Lance, you need Miles Turner, and Sabonis. Lance, born ready. Yeah, great. him I mean, versus LeBron in the playoffs. Yeah, is the oh, best. we love it. I'm. They that's one ready. thing I'm yeah. so excited about with this series. Lance is gonna. Lance's career is gonna he's gonna be known as the LeBron the LeBron guy. Didn't you serve Lance one time at Buffalo? <laughs> yeah, I did. It was oh, awesome. Yeah. I, remember, I remember Lance coming into Buffalo. Literally has literally had born ready on his credit card. Yeah. That's awesome. That was probably his business card, right? Oh, for sure. It, it has to be. It was still an Indiana card. It was when he was playing in Charlotte. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> the life of the NBA. Yeah. All right, all right so, so let's move to the west. Into the west, all right. The the uh, the west is nice. It, there's there's some int- it's it's an interesting field. It's a lot of it, a lot of these western conference matchups seem like second round matchups. Well, oh first, yeah, the first two in particular. But um, Houston, Minnesota, you got offense versus defense. Yeah, uh, Thibodeau and D'Antoni. Uh, I mean, I think Houston's going to end up winning this in six. But I, I think I think Minnesota has a couple wins in them. I got Houston in five. I think they're going to win that first game at home in Minnesota the first time Kat, in, like, 13 Kat, years. I think Cats – yeah, that's that's one thing. Is I'm really excited to see Minnesota's fans yeah. come out. But I think Cats got at least one win in them. And I agree. And I think Thibodeau's going to pull one out as well. I mean, damn, they – they could. They almost could have stole game one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they think, made. It. I think the Timber Bulls are probably good for one win. The Timber, the Timber Bulls. Bulls. I yeah. like that. Yeah, you got Thibodeau, D Rose, Butts, and Taj. Yeah. No, nah, yeah, I love bad. it. Not bad. But I mean, they they could have they could have almost stole game one. They the Houston Houston made a dumb turnover, and then Andrew Wiggins completely blew that layup. I texted you immediately. Yeah, Minnesota Minnesota blew. Uh, Minnesota blew the regular season. They shouldn't be. Ha- they shouldn't have to play Houston in the first round. No. And and I think they Minnesota has the talent to beat San Antonio, Portland, New Orleans, Utah. Like they could have beat those teams. They could have won a first round matchup, but they're not winning this first round matchup. No. Minnesota is one of those teams that's got like a bunch of talent. It's yeah. Just, it seems like they would be. They better. They haven't done it yet. It seems like they'd be better than they are. Like I love Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler, but I just don't think they're great like together. Well, because they got off to a fantastic start and then they and fucking then, blew it at the end. Of well, because Jimmy got hurt, he had to miss like the last four both, or five weeks. Both alphas. It's too hard for him. They yeah. wanted Carl Anthony Towns to be the guy, but Jimmy's like. I they think, had to I bring in Jimmy because they. I think one more. I think next year they 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 got to really take a step and be a top four seed in the West. Oh, I agree. If they, they don't take the a, if they don't do take it. a step, Thibodeau's seat is getting very hot. 
I feel like Butler and Carl Anthony Towns should be able to exist as alphas together. And they don't run into each other. You know what I mean? Their games don't. Their games complement each other. Blake, what do you? They can both play inside, outside. You know, they're both two-way players. I, I think they just, they just both want the ball. Like Jimmy yeah. needs the ball. What do yeah, you? Yeah, but it's always tough to get it to this big guy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this though, Blake? As soon as Andrew Wiggins blew that layup, I texted Tyler and I said. Brandon Ingram will have a better career than Andrew Wiggins. Oh, Andrew Wiggins has been such a disappointment. He had like a semi-solid rookie year, and it's been a, he, a downside since then. And here's, 100%. Been, and here's been my big thing with Andrew Wiggins, and every time I watch him, I always say I need to watch him more because I just don't see it yet, every, what everyone sees, and the numbers are there. But when you really dig into the numbers, and I brought this up a couple shows ago, he averaged he averaged the second most or the third most minutes per game in the league, and he averaged 20 a game. That's why he's. That's why that number is at twenty a game. Yeah. If he's playing thirty minutes, he's probably a sixteen, seventeen point guy as the number one pick. I mean, he's ultra athletic. He doesn't. Yeah, that's that, the thing. That, ultra athletic. I that's, think that's why he's got Byron his whole time. Like number one player in high school, yeah. more athletic in college. Now yeah, in the NBA, you can't just like out athlete all these guys to yeah, get your buckets. It's, he do, he doesn't ha, he doesn't have a game. Like, what's his game? He has no. I don't want to say he has no game, but he doesn't really have a game. And it's like, yo, he gets, like, layups, you know, a couple times each quarter, ends up getting 20, but it's never anything that's impressive. Yeah. It's never anything where I think another team – if I'm another team playing the Timberwolves, I don't have any defensive, like, uh, you know, scouting report on, on Wiggins. Just don't let him get to the rim. Yeah, you want, exactly. You want him to be a 3 and D guy, but he's not. Yeah. I yeah, mean, he has no outside number, shot. At the number one pick, they wanted him to be – They he needed to be their number one guy in the perimeter, but he's not. He can't get his own bucket. No, he can't create his own shot in the NBA. But that's also why I think Wiggins is a perfect fit for Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler because, you know, if you're not going to be the star, we got two right here. Exactly. So he just he just hasn't – he's been a disappointment. Yeah, Minnesota, it's their first year since 2004, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, although they fucked up the back third of the, the NBA season missing Butler. Completely but. agree. I thought uh, they're going to be a playoff team like the last three years, so glad they finally made it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they ended exactly. the they exactly. ended the longest drought in sports. I mean, shit. Even when Ke- Kevin Love was there, yeah, even when the Ke- Kevin Love was there five <laughs> years ago, you know, they they felt like they had good teams, and it they just, did. It they just could Rubio never get it done. And and the, yeah. Well, Rubio was not what he was supposed to be in Minnesota. And yeah, then and it's good he that he got out, teams. but it's because he was whoa, always dealing whoa, with injuries and play styles. Be careful with this Rubio blasphemous, all right? No, I, he I, I love been, Rubio. So do I. He just he could have been so much better. It was a bad fit. He yeah, Utah's stay. a good start for him. New fresh start. Exactly. Uh, move, moving on to the next matchup, Golden State-San Antonio. Uh, this was a, uh, a series I was super excited for because I obviously have a lot of confidence in what San Antonio can do. And without Curry, I liked – their matchup with depth. I thought they yeah. had enough depth to actually play it. I, I originally had Golden State in six, and now I don't know if San Antonio is going to win a game. I got Golden State in five. Yeah. I think they win. I think I think San Antonio wins one at home. I think I think Powell, Manu, and Tony got some sort of left leftover magic. Yeah, left I definitely think they're going to win a game, but yeah, it's just looking tough. I was a lot. I was a lot more. Uh, Sure, sure about them getting a couple wins uh, before the series started. How about uh, Pop throwing a little shade at Kawhi in the press conference, praising LaMarcus Aldridge for coming in every day and working hard and being with his teammates and not complaining? Yeah, I can't wait five, six years from now when we know what actually is going on. Yeah, that's a crazy situation, That what happened with the Spurs and Kawhi. I yeah. thought Kawhi was going to be a spur for life. No, Yeah, no one knows what happened. I don't think the story's out yet. I don't think no. anybody knows. So I think this is going to be something, as of time, they're going to – 
so people are slowly going to be like, this is what was fucking happening. Like, yo, we were hitting this guy up every day, and he wasn't hitting us back. He wasn't ready to go, or or vice well, versa. I, you know, we don't know what it was. It, was it the Spurs? Was it Kawhi? Pop, Pop keeps getting asked about what's going on with Kawhi, and he's like, you got to ask his people. Yeah, exactly. Be, yeah, it's, so, I mean, I think five, six years from now, there'll be some special where they sit down with Kawhi during the playoffs and be like, yeah, that was the worst year of my life. I was in a dark place, you know. That's that's what the that's what I have a feeling is going to happen. I mean, I think I think it's all about that sports psychology stuff. With some, the injury, some, yeah, something's going on with his head. I mean, I have a theory, but it's all like speculation. Well, it's cause let's hear it. Just like Kawhi, like was unexpected getting traded on draft night, and then everyone's just talking about finds into the perfect spot with the Spurs. They get the most out of his potential. He's a product of the Spurs organization, organization, and everything they do with their culture. And, like, I just feel like Kawhi was not getting, like, the shoe deals or the brand deals he wanted because he's, like, they're looking at him as being, like, that robot type. Not yeah. Spur, he's a spur, not Kawhi. Yeah, and yeah, he's, he's Tim Duncan. His team wants him to get out there and start getting these marketing money, getting these shoe deals, commercials. He wants to show, like, he's actually one of these superstars. Everyone's saying he's the top he five is. player. I mean, he everyone is. Everyone says he's MVP candidate. They're trying to get him to a big market somewhere they can promote him. Yeah. No, I mean, it, ma- it makes it sense. It makes sense. But it makes yeah. sense because – you know, everyone wants Kawhi to be this, to be Duncan or yeah, David Robinson. Maybe he's but not. Maybe that he's guy. not. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe he's got a little more selfishness, or and that's not even maybe the right word because that's not really fair. Because everyone he's got has a little the more right glitz and glam than we actually yeah, see. Yeah, maybe he is not a spur. Yeah, yeah, in like the traditional sense. Like and that's that, why like I think that's why I think this is something we don't know what's going on right now. Really. Yeah, and and in five six years, there's going to be some sit down special. Yeah, when a documentary comes out, some 30 for 30. We hear everybody, not even 30 for 30, just like a thing, you know, a little thing where we we finally hear what's happening. Once he's on a new team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When him and Pop are separated and and it's all good now, we'll hear what actually happens. Kind of how like Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, and who knows? Because remember LaMarcus, that first year, him and Pop collided. LaMarcus was asking for trades. Pop was shocked. Pop Pop was shocked. playing great. Yeah. I think, yeah, winning always helps in the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, to talk about the Warriors now for a second, I mean, Klay Thompson has just been unreal. My my thing is, like, yo, Steph Curry's injured, so what? So take a 73-9 and team, trade Steph Curry for Kevin Durant straight up. Now they're that team. You know what I mean? They're still, I think, the – the favorite to win the the whole thing with no 100 percent kevin durant's a top two player in the nba and then you got clay and draymond still L- listen with the rest of the supporting cast listen to clay's stats in 79 minutes he's played in the playoffs so far this season he's shooting 66 percent from the field 71 from three point 100 percent from free throw and <laughs> just two turnovers in 79 total minutes yeah clay could be a legit team's number one so having him get more shots because of injuries is never a bad thing. Dude, Clay is unreal. I mean, he's 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 great. He's a Hall of Fame shooting guard. Oh, hundred percent. No, I mean, if I think if the Warriors make it to the finals and they win, I think this is Clay's year to get MVP, Finals MVP. That would be a great thing to add to his resume. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. You gotta give it to the Courier. He, because, based because, off the way, the, based well, off the way it's going right now in yeah, the first but, two but games. Clay is like Clay is like a great wide receiver. It's just like yeah, he's great, but there's something else great helping his greatness. And I think that's Kevin Durant. Well, that? yeah, because Clay I mean, Thompson you know, doesn't need to dribble to create his own shot. He can move well without the ball. No, he can, but I mean, he doesn't have the ball in his hands. If teams were locking, you know, he has. He's not. 
he's not getting doubled ever. No. You know, he has the easy – I think he has one of the easier jobs in pro sports. Oh, for sure. But not on the defensive end. He earns it on the defensive end. That's oh, why, he's, that's one why the, he's a superstar. Yeah, he's and, one of the best two-way defenders in the league. But I'm saying his offensive game, he's a great shooter on a team where he's like the third option. Yeah, he does have a great role, but he accepts it. Like, yeah, you know, no, he, like, he, he does. doesn't want more. Like, he's right no, there. Like, that's what I do. I also don't think he's leaving in free agency. I don't think he's leaving no. either. No, I don't need all. Yeah. The only way – if the pay, or, uh, the Warriors don't make it to the NBA Finals, I bet that team gets blown up. One of well, them, one of them got to go. KD already said he's going to opt out and take a pay cut, so – I just, already mean, I just mean if they don't go to the finals, though. They'll try, this year? They'll try, yeah, they'll try to switch it up. Draymond. I don't think so. I think they're going to give it That'd one be more crazy. run. That would be crazy if they blew up this team. The great, I, th- I don't think blow it up. I just think one of them's got to go. Yeah. But to them, that's this blowing right. it up because this this but has been their team the last I, five years. I, I mean, I was, it's crazy to think, but it's just like I think you need, you need steps like the fourth fiddle now. I mean, you need Draymond as like the – He's like the personality on defense. Yeah, he's the leader. You know? He's the vocal leader of the team. And then Clay's their two-way guy, and then they have to have Durant. Uh, Durant's the number one. You know, he's the yeah. best player on the team. Yeah, 100%. But you can't give up Steph. No. You, they just signed him to a huge deal. It'd, it'd be Draymond. Yeah, which is crazy. I, I think, like I think Clay Draymond. would be the odd man out. Yeah, I think I well, honestly those, think those two would have to be. Like, I I think I think yeah, Clay. You, would I mean, you would think you have to keep Steph and KD, but that yeah. But I think those two other two guys are such X factors. Clay would no. Clay is Harrison Barnes when they were deciding between Harrison Barnes and Andre Iguodala. I, th- I get what you're saying with like uh, Draymond being the personality and the vocal piece for them, but like. Him playing with all those superstars and all that talent helps him like extend his game. Yeah, he's like not he, gonna be the he's not gonna be that guy everywhere. Yeah, he's in the, he's got like a great role with what he's doing. If he was on a different team, he would not have as much of an impact. I don't think. Like he, he, ha- he was he, a, he was a second round pick. You know. Yeah, yeah he, he, have, ha- like, he has to play for those. And he's undersized. Franchise. He has to play for those good franchises. He has to go to like San Antonio, Boston. Like those are the only places where he's gonna thrive. Well, here, yeah. Really utilize, do what he does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you have to have a great coach. You know, maybe even like Utah, but I don't know. I don't think those four are going anywhere. At least no, neither do I. I think next year. I, yeah, I think it'd be sure too premature to do it this offseason. At least wait until Clay's a free agent. Exactly. That that's when you're forced to make a decision. But yeah, we'll see. You never know. Yeah. Anyway, I got the I got the Warriors in five. Um. Portland, New Orleans. This is a this is an interesting series. Yeah, Nola, I, I Nola's honestly, up one nothing. I honestly didn't really see either one of these teams as a second round playoff team, but they're playing each other, so one of them's got to be it. Yeah. Um, I had originally uh, before game before any of the games, I had Portland in five because I felt Portland's a better team, but I think Ant Davis is good enough to win one game by himself, which he already did. Plus, we got playoff Rondo. Yeah, can't forget about playoff Rondo. Yeah, so, like, New Orleans, you know, is is not bad. I mean, on paper, like, Drew, Rondo, and Ant are a tough combination. Um, 100%. Drew and, Drew and Rondo are going to play with anybody. And, you know, Portland's Portland's team is built around two guards, so that could be trouble. And the other thing is um, Al Farouk Aminu, Ed Davis, Nurkic, Zach Collins, these guys are not playing Ant Davis. Like, no. that's barbecue chicken all night. Oh. So it's like, yo, if they, you know, Portland, I think is the better team, but if they fuck around in this series, they could easily lose it. I mean, they already lost game one. But I got Portland in seven. I have Portland in five. 
But yeah, I got that as like a toss up. I give you like Portland's got a really good backcourt with uh, Lillard and uh, CJ McCollum, yeah. but Anthony Davis is by far the best player on the court. I think. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not not even close. Uh, I think I just think Portland is like one of those teams that's a player away from being Houston. You know, I don't team, know about that. I mean, their team their team is. Built. I don't think they, they. I don't think they they don't shoot as well as Houston. I, I mean, I just think I think ability wise, Lillard and CJ can play with those two. That's yeah. a different and, story. And, and then I think Evan Turner and Reza are both really nice complements to those type of systems. And then Nur- you know, Nurkic I think is actually a better basketball player than Clint Capella, but they just have Clint playing such high efficient basketball, and he's so perfect for that team right now that he has the edge. But I, I mean, I, I'm just a Portland fan. I like Portland. Portland five. Yeah, I mean, I just – I think home court advantage, especially in Portland, is huge. And they lost it. They lost it, but I think they can gain I, – I think they can gain it back because I think yeah. Dame and CJ are good enough to win one game in New Orleans. I mean, if I was Portland, I'd have the Jordan rules where I was like, literally everybody else has to beat us but Anthony Davis. Like, I would be double or triple team in Ant Davis every play. Agreed. Well, last series, Oklahoma City, Utah. Uh Playoff P. This this is a good one. Um, I really like Utah, but I just think Oklahoma City half court basketball. Um, Too much firepower. Utah hangs their hat on being really good defensively, and that's how they win games. They keep them around a hundred points or less. I just think in the half court, Russell, Paul George, Melo, and Steve Adams are too much, and Oklahoma City wins in six. I got Oklahoma City in six too. I got I to gotta go for Utah. I can't root for the Thunder being a Seattle guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I feel it, but I just I, – yeah, I can I mean, respect that. I just don't think you can stop Oklahoma City from getting 100, 100 you know, plus points four out of seven games. No, not a chance. And, I mean, Donovan Mitchell had a great rookie year. No, he's a beast. Rudy I Gobert's mean. a beast. I, I just think – Okay, so you guys, you guys are forgetting Joe Ingles. Come on now, Jingles. Jingles. Hey man, no, I'm you saw not. you He's saw what Paul George called pros him. Pro, you saw what Paul George called him. He looks like a seventh grade science teacher, getting buckets, <laughs> getting buckets. No, but man, Utah starting five is as good as anybody. Oh, they're, 100%. They're, they're a team. They're a team that I hope sticks together, and through draft picks, they develop a bench because. You know, Jingles, Donovan Mitchell, Rubio, Favors, and Gobert, that's as nice of a starting five as just as anybody. That's another team that overachieved this year. No one expected them to be a playoff team. No one expected Donovan Mitchell to be arguably rookie of the year. No, no, no. Donovan Mitchell came out of nowhere, absolutely. I mean, they got massive uh, they got massive respect out of that pick. That you know, It's Quinn Snyder. I, I love, I'm a big Quinn Snyder fan, so I was kind of on Utah, um, but I don't think that was the general consensus. No, I mean, I, I just think that OKC's firepower. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just too much. Unfortunately, their strength matches against Utah's strength. And yeah. I just think you know Paul George is ready to play. He's playing for another contract. Um, and even and Russell's always motivated. So whatever you get out of Melo is a bonus. Yeah, he just. Yeah, I don't know what Melo's motivations are anymore, but it's like Russell and Stephen Adams bring it every day. And Paul George is playing for a contract, and you could tell in game one. Oh, 100%. Playoff P. OKC had never even experienced playoff P. Yeah. I mean, this this guy was playing against LeBron and the Heatles yeah. almost every year in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I mean, OKC in six is what I got. Yep. 
But yeah, that wraps up for the for the playoff predictions. A lot of good stuff. A lot of interesting matchups first round. Oh yeah, this is definitely the road to the finals for in my opinion, I still think it's going to be Warriors Cavs, but it's a lot harder this year than it was for them last year. They they're not coming into the finals 12 and 0 and 12 and 1. No, they're not. Uh, I think the I think my big prediction for this playoff that's going to be super um, interesting to watch and good for TV is Cleveland Miami uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals and LeBron oh. having to go to Miami and D Wade versus LeBron. That would be NBA ratings gold. Yeah, I think that's what's ha- I think that's what's going to happen. And ra- ratings have- are through the roof this year too. They're up so much from last year i mean year. they just have a good setup if they get past uh if they get past philly they got the winner of boston milwaukee and we just talked about how boston's banged up and milwaukee is questionable because they haven't done it yet so yeah they're um, not proven their, their experience i think their experience is good enough to beat milwaukee and i think they have more talent than boston right now but we'll see if, if we get a cleveland miami playoff series pat riley might sit on the bench yeah, <laughs> I didn't even just, think about that. That Stan is Stan Van Gundy. That would be awesome. Over. No, but that's what that's. I I really think that's a true possibility. He definitely he's definitely at least sitting courtside. I think it's I think it's a true possibility, and it'd be great for TV. It'd be great to see. I mean, it, think of Dwayne Wade having a big fourth quarter in Miami against Cleveland. You know, oh, like it would be it would be gold. I mean, it'd be great for the NBA. I never it'd be awesome to see. I never thought I would root for the Heat in the playoffs. Because of LeBron and everything that happened, but I'd be rooting for the Heat hard that series. Yeah, it'd be sick. I mean, it'd be it, it's the same it's the same scenario as Durant OKC. It would just be cool to see. It'd be great, great. Oh, great if the, TV. At, if OKC Golden State was the Western Conference Finals and Miami Cleveland was the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that would cool. be that'd be great TV. Lots of lots of big names in those ones. Oh yeah, so. Now, talk about a little bit of stuff about the offseason, even though we got the playoffs going on. I think I got this figured out. I think I've beautiful-minded it. Okay. And I know where everyone's going. So, we got – You got four vacancies? Are you I counting got, Milwaukee? Oh, I'm counting Milwaukee. You got Milwaukee? Okay, so I don't have to beautiful-minded. Do we, do we figure out who Milwaukee's coach is? No. No. <laughs> no, no that's don't not, care. That's not even worth <laughs> Google, honestly. But, okay, so these are the teams that I have head coaching vacancies for. I got the Suns. Yep. The Bucks, the Knicks, the Hornets, the Magic, and the Grizzlies. So I got six. Oh, Grizzlies. Yeah, David, they fired David Fisdale in the this middle of the season. Oh, so they're working with the interim coach. Yeah, they were working oh, with the interim okay, coach. Okay, because I know Fizz has been basically an analyst all season. Yeah, he got fired in the middle of the season. All right, all right. So I, I got six. I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared for the interim coaches, but that's all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this. Don't out. Don't worry. Don't worry. The inter- I, the interim coaches there there isn't that much to worry about. I, I don't think. Okay. So let's let's start with the Knicks. Who they're looking at is Mike Woodson, David Fisdale, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, Jerry Stackhouse, who coaches the Raptors G League team, and David Blatt. Blatt is in the mix again? Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm beautiful mining things again. <laughs> it's all coming to fruition. So hey, quit looking at my shit, Blake. Who do you guys think is gonna be be the next head coach of the Knicks? Because this is probably the most desirable job out there because it's New York. It's the Knicks. Well, of course, everybody wants. If there's anything I know, the Knicks are going to blow it. They're going to blow it. Oh, for sure they're going to blow it. It should be Van Gundy. They're gonna get the it big, should, no, it get should the be biggest, Mark Jackson. The biggest name. Van Gundy. No, it should be Mark Jackson. It's going to be Isaiah Thomas. 
no, we're not go- going through that mess again. No, it's gonna be. It's got to be Van Gundy. I just don't know if Van Gundy want is like really trying to do that. I, d- I don't know. He's not. He's not leaving that TNT job. That's what I mean. He's he's, he's only ESPN, do- not he, TNT. He's only doing the big time games. Don't make faces. He only does the A one games. But I really want Van Gundy. It'd be very similar to what the Raiders are doing right now with uh, John Gruden. Yeah. You know, bringing back, you know, re- restarting it. He, uh, Van Gundy did so well with all those teams back in the day. I mean, he ran a multiple guard offense that were around bigs. I think yeah. he could do it. I mean, I would go with Mark Jackson. just Because he's a New York guy? He's a New York guy. He got he, bi- he built that Warriors team. In my opinion, he got shafted on that Warriors well, job. Of, that's that shit makes me sick that they make him like commentate those Warrior games that year after he. Oh, left. it's so awkward. It's just like God, man. He I think he could have done just as much, as, but Kerr obviously took him to another level. Yeah. So I mean, so I got I got uh, Mark Jackson. You got Jeff Van Gundy. Who do you got? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting hearing all these names. They're out there for these coaching jobs. Yeah. They're going to blow it. What Mike Woodson's been their coach already, right? He's not going to be their coach again. Well, he's back in the mix. I read a report today. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. Hopefully Van Gundy gets it. Mark Jackson would be cool, though. Yeah. And now, okay, so the Suns. Chris Mullen, maybe? Chris Mullen. No, he's, he's at St. John's. Yeah, yeah I know. Get him out of St. John's. So, I mean, what about college? What about on. Avery Johnson? That's, that's I mean, I, your guys' argument with St. John's, I can't really say he's at Alabama, his alma mater, but that would be cool. I mean, he was yeah. a great – I thought he was a great coach. The guy kind of got an unfair shot, too. Well, I Former agree. coach of the year. Yeah, yeah. in Dallas, yeah. Oh, no, you know he's trying to get back in the NBA. But, he, but he's, He'd the, love he's, to. The one that got, he's the one that got upset. Yeah. Don Nelson, his uh, old coach, got him. Yep. So, all right, what's, what, what we got? Next there? one is the Suns. So oh, well, I mean, I think I think the the Suns got an obvious pick. Well, they're, they're gonna try getting Nash. Oh my God, that'd it, be that'd be tight. But get this, the Hawks gave permission to Mike Budenholzer to talk to the Suns about the f- head coaching vacancy, and then also as we were recording earlier when we were talking about the playoffs, yeah. I got an alert saying the Suns are looking at Frank Vogel. Yeah, Frank Vogel is, is uh, somebody is a, should pick up Frank Vogel. Yeah, he's a good one. He's gonna be a steal wherever he goes. Um, I just think what, what, after you said it, David Blatt all of a sudden is a is a great fit for Phoenix as far as an up up tempo European style basketball. Yeah, with those kind of players that they have, they have a lot of athletic tweener forward type of guys, um, and then a, and then a, a deadly scorer on the perimeter. Yeah, and they also got um, they also got big guys like Dragon Bender, Alex Len, and Marquise Chris. But I. Who yeah. can play that European type yeah, of basketball? Yeah, exactly. But I also like the idea of like a Monty Williams, a Frank Vogel, Mike Woodson, a stern guy coming in with these youngsters, yeah. and organizing them and getting to because they're still a lottery team next year. I got, I got, oh a, yeah, I got the perfect guy for Phoenix. Steve Nash, Calipari, <laughs> Devin Booker. Uh, no, Devin they Booker. have. They, they, I mean, not only Devin Booker, but they've had Bledsoe, Brandon Knight, and Tyler Eulis roll through there. All Kentucky yeah. guys. I'd that'd be that'd be an interesting one. I don't think Calipari is leaving. Calipari has no reason to leave. He's like the highest paid state employee in the state of Kentucky. Yeah, but he has no reason to leave. He's got full control. He wouldn't have full full control in the NBA. No, but that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's the big time. Yeah, the, yeah, it exactly. is the big time. And, and the Kentucky connect would be would be interesting. Uh, but yeah, it, and then you know, on that same note, Mark Jackson, the up tempo style. 
yeah. you know, turn them into a Golden State or, you know, it's a co- you know, everyone's trying to build the next Golden State. Get Mark Jackson if you want that. Yeah, that'd be that Mark Jackson in Phoenix, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So now the Hornets obviously owned by Michael Jordan. I got the Hornets guys locked up. They just hired Mitch Kupchak as their new GM. A North Carolina guy. They're now looking at Jerry Stackhouse. That's who it's going to be. But they're also looking at Spurs assistant. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce this right, but Etor Messina. He's an assistant coach for the Spurs, so he's one Rebecca of Rebecca Ham. No, <laughs> no, but I have seen her name pop up for a couple, th- couple of teams. But she's going to move up the ladder. Oh, for sure. But I mean, the logical choice is North Carolina Tar Heel Jerry Stackhouse. It's got to be. It's got to be Stackhouse. Stackhouse has got to connect with Jordan through like the Wizards in North Carolina. It's got to be Stackhouse, right? I mean, MJ loves bringing in those Carolina guys. Yeah, exactly. Fuck it, keep it rolling. I'm down. And and what like it's he's a great. He was a high scoring. He was a small guard that was a scorer. Yeah. And who uh, who is that? You know, sound like Kemba so, Walker. Yeah, and then also in that mold, Malik Monk is a six one. You know, like yeah, the guy is trying to get buckets. I think he could be a good fit. Yeah. No, I mean, I I think that's just the logical choice, especially with Jerry Stackhouse being up for so many other jobs. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to be a hot commodity. Might as well snatch him up while you can, and then yeah. the North Carolina connection takes care of itself. Yeah, I, yeah, I like Stackhouse. That that that's the one I feel the the best about. Although this next one, I feel pretty good about too. The Raptors, no. or excuse me, the Magic. Yeah. Okay. So I I, th- I think it's going to be David Fisdale. That'd be cool. I, I mean, he's a Miami guy, staying in Florida. I just uh, they they need they're they're another team that needs discipline and structure. Um, with all their young players, so I mean, I, I like I like Fizdale going to Orlando and staying in South Florida or Florida. Yeah, I mean, they're planning on interviewing Jerry Stackhouse and then a Raptors assistant, Nick Nurse. Yeah. So. But we got a long process. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, once one guy gets hired, then you know. All the yeah, once one chip falls, they'll all fall. Yeah. Which I think is the Knicks chip. I think everyone's gonna wait on the Knicks. Who are the Knicks gonna sign? Rick Pitino. <laughs> <laughs> well. Wow. Speaking, speaking. That would be the fuck up you're talking about, though. <laughs> That's like exactly what the fucking Knicks do. Well, speaking, speaking of Rick Pitino. That's a good one. Speaking of Rick Pitino, we're gonna get into the interims now. All right. We'll start with Milwaukee, but they're they're probably gonna wait until obviously. Oh, what about after- Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd gonna get another job? I don't think so. Not after how it all went down in Miami or in Milwaukee. And in Brooklyn, man. He yeah. forced their hand in Brooklyn after one year of coaching. And he had a bunch of veteran superstars on that team. Yeah. But, so, Milwaukee's probably going to wait till the end of the playoffs to he's, make a hire. I guess Jason Kidd could be a Phoenix, you know, he's a Phoenix guy. He could be yeah, a Yeah, that, 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 that's a, that might work. But back in March, Mark Stein reported that Milwaukee was looking at, and we talked about this on the show, uh, they're looking at Kevin McHale, Monty Williams, Rick Pitino, uh, Jeff Van Gundy, and David Fisdale. I mean, if they could get any of those guys, we're going to be happy. Yeah. Who was the third name you said? Rick Pitino. Yeah, that's the one that's not going to happen. No. I think that's, he's done coaching. Not, no one's hiring Rick Pitino for anything. No, not until this FBI stuff's over. Yeah, which is unfortunate because it's not like he did anything. Everyone else Supposedly. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, Milwaukee, I, I mean, that's a great coaching job to get. I mean, I think that's got to be one of the, the – I mean, on the uh, just looking at the list, it's got to probably be the second most sought-after job behind the Knicks. 
Yeah, I'd probably because ra- in basketball situation they have the best team basketball wise. Yeah, of the available rosters. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, so you need a good coach. They just need one of those. They can wait for a couple teams. They just need a veteran guy. Yeah, and I mean, if I because I think they're ready to win now. They need a guy that can coach them in a seven game series I, right now. I think Monty Williams would be a good guy over there. Yeah, I, Monty yeah, Williams, I think that'd yeah, be a great exactly. fit for him. I think Monty Williams is a great fit anywhere he goes because he's such a likable person. And yeah, he's so, I agree. Like, had recent, know, had recent success in the league. High integrity guy. Like everybody loves him. He was a player in the '90s, so yep. it's not like he's an old, super old guy. You know, like Monty Williams. Wherever if he goes to any of these teams on this list, it's a it's a good hire for them. And then the Grizzlies, uh, I read a report today that both Mike Connolly and Marc Gasol are vouching for their interim coach, J.B. Bickerstaff, to yeah, stay as yeah. the head coach. Yeah, and he's been a, he's been a longtime NBA assistant. His dad, yeah. his dad was a head coach. His dad was a, the Lake, interim coach Lakers, for the Lakers yeah. when they fired Mike Brown before they well, fi- and his dad's hired been, Mike D'Antoni. His dad is like a name that, you know, I think if you watch basketball, you've heard that name, Bernie Bickerstaff. No, oh, 100%. Just, or at least he, you should. He's just, he's just one of those. It's rare that you know of uh, um, an assistant coach, and he's like one of the few guys. Yeah. What do you think, Blake? Grizzlies need to switch it up. Need to get rid of. Can't keep playing bully ball. Yeah, I can't. I think they got to get rid of Con- or, uh, Gasol or uh, Conley. But Matt, but how? Okay, what do you think if you're keeping Gasol and Conley? Like, if you were to keep them, though. Matching them with the second pick in the draft is could be or the first pick in the draft could be nice. Yeah, definitely getting like yeah, you know, like if they get hey, Donkic. Does anyone remember last time what happened? They had the second pick. Yeah, OJ. No. Or Worse. Oh no, I don't. The beat. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh. That's the right. Beat. The beat. Yeah, the beat the was the, se- the beat. The, the beat was the second pick. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. They blew it. <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't think you know. Like, if they get the first pick, they go DeAndre Height, and then then they can then they're bang right back into bully ball again. Oh, hundred percent. Because you just feed Aiden. No, I mean, I think Conley and Gasol are a good thing to build around, but they haven't beaten their heads against the wall with this team for a lot of years. But that that window is closing very quickly. I look quickly. at them like the same way I look at Toronto. Like it's just been so many years of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good point. No, you got to you got to keep. When when you're that team, you have to keep getting better, and keep switching it up and and developing. You know, uh, I was just watching the Detroit Pistons Bad Boys documentary and such a um, good one. And I was like noting, I mean, it was a different era back then. People stayed with teams a little bit longer, but instead of blowing, you know, they were like five six years in losing to Boston, um, and instead of blowing it up every year, they picked up another piece. You know what I mean? They slowly pieced together these teams. Um, and, and you know they were winning a ch- they won their championship in like year you know eight and nine or nine and ten so it, it that Memphis is the team that I think should do stuff like that just because I like the team that they've always had but it's at the end now I mean it's been like eight, it's been like eight seasons Conley and Gasol have been going at it yeah so I mean those are those are the head coaching vacancies as of now Bickerstaff's a good vote. That'd be my vote. I mean, if the players, Same. if Gasol and Conley want you to be there, then you should that, be there. That's it. And and that pick coming in, they're gonna get somebody good. This draft is amazing. Oh yeah, but I mean, it'll be interesting to see if any anybody after the first round of the playoffs gets fired. Depending on how things shake out, I could potentially. Yeah, that's so stupid that that's even a possibility, but it is. I mean, Dwayne Dwayne Casey might win Coach of the Year, but I mean, if they get bounced in the first round. 
Well, Lionel, what do you do? Lionel Holland, speaking of Memphis, won Coach of the Year and got fired. Yep. It can happen. Yeah. So, now, the Lakers. They, yep. en- they ended the season 35-47. and 47. I s- <laughs> Thanks, Blake. Appreciate that. The worst stretch in, in franchise history. Yeah. But I said it all year. I didn't think they would make the playoffs, but they'd win more games than last year, and they'd be a lot more competitive. It was it was a question on our show, was you asked me if the Lakers win 35 games, is it a success or an unsuccessful season? That was the exact question. Okay. And they got 35. And I, I mean, and I said that I thought it was a success. We both yeah. agreed because we knew that we were in a long process of moving on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they got the 35, and I think this season was a success. Yeah, I mean. I think the biggest disappointment of the season is that Alonzo missed some time. Right. That's it. So, I mean, look at it look at it like this. They won 17 games Kobe's last year. Their first season without Kobe, they won 26, and now this year they got 35. Do you think they could make a 7-game jump next year if they brought back the same exact team? Like, let's say they strike out on free agency, keep Randall, Resign Thomas to a one-year deal. No, I've very, I've, I've got I definitely got a scenario played out. Oh, but well, do you think that next year, same team, they could get to 40, 41 and 41? I, I think they have a winning record if they brought back the exact same team. I agree. I, th- I think they're a winning basketball team. I mean, 35 games, this, and they were in the playoff hunt until about three weeks before the playoffs started. Yeah. What do you got, what do you got Celtics fan? No, I just think there's no way they're going to be the same team next year. No, there's gonna be a I don't think no, so either. No, no, but I mean, it's – Basically, we're saying if they decide to, instead of going Paul George, LeBron, if they strike out and they bring back the guys that they have next year, how are they going to fare? I think they're definitely over 500. I think they're, I think they're a winning, winning team. Brandon Ingram has to take the step of scoring 20 points Whoa. a game. So yeah, he's had a slow build. To L- talk, Lonzo, Lonzo is gonna. I think Lonzo is gonna be fine. I mean, he he was just a rookie and he did great outside of like. You know, not shooting well in the first half of the year, but it's yeah. on now. So, I mean, to talk to talk about some of the players, obviously, yeah. Lonzo had a solid rookie year. Um, he Wait. acknowledged he acknowledged in like his exit interviews that getting stronger and taking care, taking better care of his body, are going to be some of his priorities this offseason because he missed two extended periods of time because of injury this season. And during those extended periods of time, the Lakers were doing very well, but with him in the lineup, I feel like they could have done better. And I feel like they left some games out on the table yeah. where they could have had maybe 40 wins yeah. this year. Yeah. No, I, I mean, we have we have uh, just, you know, just so you know who who's, like, co- coming back next year, we have um, we have Luol Deng's contract that we're obviously desperately trying we're gonna to get We're going to try and of, move that. But, um, we got Lonzo, Kuzma, um, Josh Hart, Ingram, uh, Tyler Enos, Thomas Bryant, and Zubach. So we have four guys next year that will be second-year players. And most most of the time, I think, you make your biggest stride your second year or you kind of wash out. Agreed. Depending on where you know what status you were to begin with. but And then we have Travis Ware and Julius Randle, who are restricted free agents, which I think we have the chance to bring both those guys back. Um, Travis Ware, Ware, Ware probably won't come back. Ware will probably go back to the G League. But, but Ware could be a guy where after all the moves, um, because he's a restricted free agent, if we just need a, a roster guy yeah. at 1.7 mil, we're going to take him. 
Um, and then we have Brooke, KCP, Isaiah, and Channing Fry's unrestricted free agents. Um, I'm really pulling for LA to bring back Brooke. I would love to bring, if back, Isaiah, b- bring if back Isaiah. Brooke actually wants to come off the bench and and continue playing for this franchise, I would be down for him being the backup point guard as well because I think he'd be a great scorer. Isaiah Isaiah just depends on who, if we strike out in free agency or not, though. Isaiah's leaving. Isaiah, because he's got to get paid. I don't blame him. I just don't know if he's going to get paid. I don't think he's he's going to get paid. And if he doesn't get paid, where does he go? Yeah. I I think he wants to be a scorer off the bench. Um, But – so I, I think we're going to bring it back a good amount of guys. I think we're going to bring back the eight guys that we have signed right now. I don't think that, we're bringing that, back Ennis. That le- well, I mean, he's under contract right now. And, I mean, unless we're making trades, I don't really see us making a trade. I think we're free the only trade The only trade we would make is getting rid of Dang's contract, but we'd have to attach either draft picks or someone from the young core. And, and I just don't see anyone taking – why would you take Dang's contract? Even if you were trying to dump a star – I think that's the only way you're going to get anything from is someone trying to dump a star. Well, some uh, Bobby Marks mentioned Atlanta has the cap space to take. Well, Dang's yeah. contract for yeah. who though? Like we don't want Schroeder. If we could no, but if we could get we don't want Baysmore. If we could get picks, yeah, trade I mean, trade yeah. Luol Dang. I mean, if they just ate the contract, that'd be that'd yeah. be fantastic. That'd be a Houdini. But uh, basically, I think we're going to bring back these eight guys. Um, we have the. Uh, I think we're going to bring back Randall, which will bring it up to nine. And then I also, you know, we have the twenty fifth pick of the draft, which is a place that we've drafted extremely well the last three years. Yeah. So that's ten guys. Um, I think we we uh, with those ten guys, I think we go for it uh, in free agency. And if we don't, I think we end up bringing back a Brook um, and filling out our roster from guys that were on the team this year. But I think we got to get at least one free agent and, and the one rookie as far as, like, additions this offseason. But the rest of it, I think, is going to be familiar faces. Yeah, I mean, that all sounds good to me, but it's all really just going to depend on that first six to eight days of free agency and what – I mean, if you if you really think about it, the top three free agents this offseason in order are LeBron, Paul George, Boogie. And then it's done. And then Randall. And then it's done. I'd, I'd say no. I'd say Randall. And he's restricted, so I, I just don't think we're gonna let him go with bird rights and everything. Well, if we don't get one of those three guys, I think we bring back the next year's. Here's here's the problem with Randall, is because he's a restricted free agent, someone can offer him, on, July first at midnight. Someone can offer him a deal, and the Lakers will probably be waiting for a decision from LeBron and or Paul George, hopefully just Paul George. But after that moratorium is over, the Lakers have 72 hours to match whatever that other team offers. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be interesting to see if they, if they keep Randall. I mean, that's going to be the, the starting piece. Um, but, I mean, I, I really hope that we go for one of those three guys. And then, if we, you know, if we don't get one of those three guys, um, we try to bring back you know, people, people like Brooke or, or even KCP and Isaiah for cheap. You know, but yeah, if not, we're, we, we, that's the best part. And we've said it a, a bunch of times is that we have so much flexibility that it just doesn't matter. Yeah. The Lakers have the best problem in the NBA to have. Yeah. We, we can really do whatever this, free, I don't think we can mess up this free agent, um, season outside of losing Randall. Yeah. That's like worst case scenario. Yeah. But I mean, it's look. I mean, you know, we signed Brooke. We could have Lonzo, B.I., Julius, and Brooke with either a free agent or we plug in Josh Hart into the starting lineup or that 25th pick turns into something. 
I'd put Josh Hart as my starting two guard next year. That's what I mean. Or a free agent. It's either him or a free agent that we don't know. Like uh, Paul George. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think we have – if we sign back Brooke, just having Julius Brooke be behind ball four out of the five, no matter who you get in that fifth spot, it's going to be nice. Yeah. And then, I mean, to talk about, talk about uh, some other players – Randall obviously took a giant step this season. He played all 82 games, arguably the Lakers MVP and most improved yeah. this year. Um, Ingram, he took major steps this season. He put on some weight, was able to finish more around the rim, took more of a leadership role. Next year, I think is going to really be a make or break year for he him. He has to. He has to have a good year next year. Yeah, hundred percent. He has to. He has to average 20 points a game. Yeah, and then obviously the steals of the draft: Kyle Kuzma and Josh Hart. They were a lot better than advertised and basically solidified themselves as part of this young core. Yeah, that's why this 25th pick could be really good. I mean, yeah, I mean, we magic. Can, we, we can draft whoever we want to, really, any position. We can just take the best available because we've had such good luck. I mean, like, Zubak is still, Zubak and Thomas Bryant still on the roster. They were yeah. second round picks. And, you know, and, the, and then Clarkson and Nance were, were second round and late first round picks. Yeah. I mean, these, these guys are really good at drafting. I think we're going to get someone good at the 25th pick. Maybe, maybe Jalen Brunson. I think that 25th pick is going to be a rotational player, though, if, if history serves us correct. Yeah, 100% going to be a rotational player. So. But either, way, I, either way, I, got, I think the Lakers are going to take – I think just with uh, Lonzo Ball – and Brandon Ingram, even if everything went to shit, you know, Lonzo and Brandon Ingram, I think, are going to take enough steps forward to where they're going to be a playoff team next year. Completely, completely agree. Now, it, I mean, yeah. It, you guys it, are dreaming. You're not making the playoffs. No, they're making the playoffs I, next year. I really do. I think th they ju I think they can jump. They can jump New Orleans. They can jump Utah. They can jump Denver. Well, they can jump New Orleans if Boogie leaves. Yeah, but that's like probably that's a almost. I feel like that's almost a certainty unless people are just like not into it. I think it's the injury. I think yeah, that's, that's fair. New Orleans is kind of just up and down. Yeah, I don't even know what's gonna happen with them. Yeah, I think I think I think those are the three teams in the Clippers. I guess you could even add in there. But no. that that like pack of teams is like the middle of the West where it's like the are Clippers are gonna be in the lottery it? next year. They're the they're the bubble teams. You, you never know though. I, th I think Utah's on the up and up. Yeah, no, I think Utah is great. I mean, obviously, their starting five is fantastic. Um, but they're also a team that I think if they missed it or they had one bad injury or Gobert doesn't play for a season, they could easily be on the outside looking in. Yeah. So, I mean, anyway, I, I think the Lakers are poised to make the playoffs next year, whether they get a free agent or not. It'll definitely be a big jump, though, and it'll definitely be a hard task because, I mean, everybody's getting better these days. The West is so competitive. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of good teams of the future out there right now. You yeah, know, like Phoenix feels like they're one of those teams. The Lakers obviously feel like they're one of those teams. Milwaukee, the Knicks hope to be, uh, you know, trying to and obviously Philly, uh, just trying to build these teams through the draft is is shown to be the successful way to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. But why I believe the Lakers in this process more than the other teams is because of the talent they're finding Agreed. in the late first round, second round, which is exactly what Golden State did. Yep. Yeah, they got the steal of the draft this last year with Kuzmania. Yeah, well, and Josh Hart, too. But, uh, and, and, I mean, Clarkson and Nance were both great picks. I mean, they're both very productive basketball players. Yeah. 
I mean, Clarkson was like the 25th pick or something like that, right? 46th. Oh, yeah, 46th. Yeah, second rounder. So it's like. Yeah. They that's, traded that's they a, traded that pick to get Clarkson. Yeah, that's a, and they traded to get Josh Hart too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean those are great picks. I mean, I tw- I tweeted during the la- last game of the season against the Clippers. I said after this season I'd take Kuzma and Hart over D'Angelo any day of the week. Well, and they're taking guys that played 2, 3, 4 years of college. Yeah, basketball. they're not taking that's one why, and done guys. That's why they're getting good value of those picks. That's why I like like a Jalen Brunson if they get him at the 25th pick and he can play backup point guard, you know, it if we don't keep Tyler Enos or if we want to play those two together, I mean, you need at least three points on your team, but yeah, you know, that's the kind of stuff that those are the kind of players they could draft um, because they have like luxury that way. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. So, all right, Tyler, you got a two minute drill for me and Blake. All right, Blake, let's get it. Two minute drill. You got the the timer set. Yep. Five topics, two minutes each. I'm going to lay it down and then I want to hear what you have to say. You got it. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, let me start. Let me start this. All right, let me reset this really quick. Two minutes. Well worth it. <laughs> Shout out to Mighty Ducks. All right, so I haven't started the clock yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out this scenario for you. I want to hear who you guys have winning this matchup. Okay. All right, we got the 2006 Phoenix Suns. We got Nash, uh, Sean Marion, and Amari. Or we got the 2018 Houston Rockets, uh, both coached by Mac, Mike D'Antoni. Um, Houston's got CP3, Harden, Capella. Um, I'm going to shout out some of the role players really quick so you guys know like what you're working with. Phoenix had Joe Johnson, Key Rich, Jim Jackson, Rajah Bell. Fuck Rajah Bell. Boris Diaw. And then Houston, Houston also had Josh, uh, Joe Johnson. Uh, they got Eric Gordon, Trevor Reza, Ryan Anderson, and A. Um, all those guys. So. Who do you have winning in a seven-game series, 2006 uh, Phoenix Suns or the 2018 Houston Rockets? 2006 was Steve Nash's second MVP, correct? Yep. Okay, second of a back-to-back MVP year. I was just going to mention that, too, because like both those teams are going to have the MVP. Yeah, exactly, yes. and, and Mike D'Antoni. And so, it's you know, these teams are running the high pick and roll. Um, Capella is in the role of Amari where all he's doing is crashing to the rim. And obviously, you know, Harden, CP – Three and Nash are the playmakers. I gotta go with Phoenix. That's I got I gotta go with Phoenix as well because they're the ones that really perfected that seven seconds or less o- less offense. That's one of my favorite rosters of all time. It's with a great Nash. roster. He's got made those guys play so much better. Marion was looking like an All NBA player with Nash. Marion Marion was like the guy where they're like, is he an MVP candidate? You yeah. know what I mean? Like he was borderline. His stats were like twenty seven and thirteen on a nightly basis because of people like Nash. And Joe Johnson, that was right before he was about to be like the number Not one for Atlanta. Yeah, he, yeah. he was he was like the number one free agent going into that offseason. And they stole him from Boston. Yeah, Bo- former Celtic. Because Boston <laughs> Boston wasn't like in you know didn't feel it right when he was young, and they went ahead and picked him up. They got Q Rich from those Clippers teams that failed when they blew those teams up. Yeah. Um, Jim Jackson was a solid veteran. Raja Bell, obviously the perimeter defender, and then Kurt yeah. Thomas, Boris Diaw, sixty pounds lighter. Yeah. Boris, that was, that was we love one. Boris over here. I, I also took Phoenix. I think in a seven-game series, um, you know that this was more me thinking. I, you know, I I like this Houston team this year, but I don't think they're uh, 
they're going to win the West. And no, I don't think they're going to win it either. I don't know if it was that year, but that Phoenix core is like the biggest screw job in like. Playoff. Oh yeah, like, with coming onto the court to to suspend all those guys. Oh, that was like against the, most the Spurs. Unjust thing I've seen. Yeah, with, when Robert Ory hip checked Steve Nash. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why that that team is is so good to me. I still think it's better than the best team in the in the league this this year. I agree. Um, you know, twelve years later, that team would would have been the best. But. Just to point out, Kobe should have won both of those MVPs. Yeah. Got that in right at the buzzer. There we go. All right. Okay, so next one. Who had the better supporting cast? I'm going to roll out two supporting casts for you. I want you to tell me which supporting cast you think is better. All right. First supporting cast, I got George Hill, Jordan Clarkson, J.R. Smith, Jose Calderon, Rodney Hood, Kevin Love, Larry Nance, Tristan Thompson, Jeff Green. Also known as 2018, Cleveland Cavaliers went 50 and 32. Right? Okay. Then in 2007, the Cleveland Cavaliers also went 50 and 32. Also went to the NBA Finals. Um, 2007, right? 2007. Their supporting cast were names such as big names such as Eric Snow, Sasha Pavlovich, Daniel Gibson, uh, Damon Jones, Larry Hughes, the Drunas, Drew Good, and Daniel Marshall and Vergeau. Um, who do you, who, who I the definitely got supporting cast? Definitely got to go with this year. This year, right? Yeah, 100% this year. Kevin Love's yeah. an all-star. Yeah. J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, champions. Are you forgetting Drew Gooden's mid-range game? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that and, oh, and that and that team that team beat uh, Ben Wallace. Yeah, that team beat the, yeah. the Pistons. Basically, it was like the team that ended the, that team. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, the other playoff series was uh, – oh, shit, I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, was it Boston? And they yeah, had, it was Boston. They, they had a big injury. I don't remember if it was Kevin Garnett or someone, but they were playing with like big, big baby Davis was like their starter. Um, in no, that it wasn't. Series. No, they lost in the second round to the Cleveland that year. No, it wasn't because it was the year before they went to the finals. It was the year before because that would have been the year before the big three got yeah, there because they went to the finals their first year. Okay, so that's what it was. They had it was, it, the it was Rondo before. and Kendrick's like rookie rookie year. Yeah, I think so. Or, yeah, but it, either way, um, the reason why I came up with this is because I think LeBron, um, he has a great cast. I don't think there's any reason why this team can't. He handpicked this cast. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that there's anything this team can't do. He's got it way better than he's had it before. Um, and he should, be able to, he should be able to get out of the East for sure and even compete for a title with this team. I completely agree. Yeah, they definitely have enough ta- talent to compete for a title. It's just it is brand new, like just from the All-Star break. Yeah, exa- yeah exactly. They're learning how to play. The guys like Clarkston and Nance are like energy guys. They got some youth and athleticism out of those guys. Yeah. That's good. But they're still trying to figure out where they're going. You know, Rodney Hood's trying to find his spot where you know where to spot up. Yeah, this is all that kind this of is stuff. the first this is the first time Clarkson and Nance have been in the playoffs. It's just it, and it's also really impressive to me that in two thousand seven, you know, at at the age of like twenty three, LeBron, yeah, LeBron was able to go to the finals. That, team to the the finals. That, was, that was like LeBron's coming out party. Yeah, one hundred percent. That was the Michael Jordan against Boston in eighty eight. Where he come on, come on. No, yeah, but, but, no, but, it's true. But Boston won, but that was that was that was uh, that that happened. was the year that was the year LeBron had that huge dunk, right? Yeah. He, yeah. Oh yeah. He scored like the last like like fifteen and yep. like seven. Yeah. Yep. In the fourth quarter, yeah, to win the close out of the series. Um, that was impressive. All right, here we go. I just want to hear what if you guys kind of have a strategy in this scenario, it's something we've all talked about before. It's a hometown matter for us, but oh man, when do you see the NBA coming back to Seattle, and what has to happen? Does it does it need to be an expansion? Does the team need to move? Okay, my plan for Seattle has always been for 
Steve Ballmer, since he's now the current owner of the Clippers, you get rid of everything Clippers. They they have nothing to, to say. Nothing to claim. Nothing they to have say. nothing to claim. The only representation they have in Staples Center is the American flag, and that's because they only have the same colors as the uniform as the team. The Clippers <laughs> the Clippers need to move to Seattle, take back everything the Supersonics had. Which Seattle owns. The city of Seattle owns the colors and the names. Yes, but not the championship, unfortunately. Not the records. Not the records. I think, they have the colors and the name. I think the Clippers should take all that back from the Thunder, rebrand themselves as the Supersonics, and just recreate the Sonics. So do you think the NBA, in that scenario, does the NBA start Oklahoma City's history at year one Oklahoma City? And then yes. when you look at Seattle's history, there's just a gap? Yes. What do you think, Blake? I mean, that's the only way that I want, like, another team to, like, move to Seattle if it is the Clippers because, um, I mean, I just know how it feels to, like, lose your team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I never root for a team moving anymore. But the Clippers have no, yeah, no one base cares here. In LA about that, the Clippers. That's, that's why like the only reason. The Clippers are absolutely make the most sense because they're an unwanted team. Yeah. I mean, we, we covered it when when I went to the Lakers and the Clippers game in one week and how yeah. of a, much of a joke a Clippers game is. It's like the, the county fair. And Blake was at the game. Yeah, so it's like – and then the Lakers game is, you know, the, the show of the night in L.A. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope I hope it's an expansion. Uh, I, don't get me wrong. An expansion team, an expansion team would be really cool. Yeah, the expa- they're trying to do the expansions with so many moving parts. Because yeah. you got to get another team, and the only way they're going to let Seattle get a team is if we also bring in an NHL team. Yeah, so which really I well, think that's already in the process because they're upgrading Key Arena, which is a different it conversation. Is. Like bringing back Seattle is definitely going to come around the arena and trying to sell it as a two-sport arena. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think the renovations that they're doing to Key Arena are no, going to be able to no. fit an NBA team. My, my thing here's real quick. I know we're over the two minutes. We can keep I, talking I, about I, this. I, I like this I, topic. I think I think it's expansion to 32 teams, 16 in the East, 16 in the West. You add Seattle, you add Vegas, and you bump New Orleans to the Eastern Conference. What? A, and Memphis has to. I would put Memphis in the Eastern Conference too. New Orleans is much more East than Memphis. But I, I mean, I would try and do Seattle and Vancouver before Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I just think Vegas is ready right now, and they're trying. So um, it helps having the hockey success. Yeah, but and the NFL. Yeah, moving. but T-Mobile yeah. T-Mobile Arena will not fit an NBA team. They need to build another arena. Which Vegas has got money. I mean, we'll, those we'll are see. those are all details, Scar. They put yeah. the, they put the Chargers in a soccer field. Yeah. All right, don't get go. me started on Carson, as Tyler would say. All right, here we go. The Carson Chargers. Yep. All right, la- uh, here's the fourth topic out of five. Okay. Shohei Otani, or however you say it. I love it. it. For the Anaheim Yeah, Shohei Otani. You got it, right? My man, my Japanese brother, all right? Um, has his season been more impressive on offense um, or uh, swinging the plate or pitching? And I'll give you some of his, uh, his stats real quick. Pitching, he's pitched two games, started two games. He's pitching one, tonight. One, two. He's 2-0. Two, oh, two starts, 2-0. Oh, 13 innings pitch, 18 strikeouts, four hits, and a 2.08 ERA. Um, and then at the play, he's he's been he's appeared in eight games, thirty at bats, eleven hits, three homers, eleven RBIs, and he's batting three sixty seven. Yeah, what's more impressive, Blake? I mean, it is impressive because he's starting out so hot, but it's tough with baseball until like every team gets to see you like once or twice. Yeah, like, especially you know, no one knows how they've seen him for the first time. They don't know his tendencies. Yeah. Like, yeah, we've seen this before. Let's see what, well, happen- let's see what happens after they, they but especially, the times. But especially now because they changed. The schedule and it's all interleague all the time. It doesn't matter. It's not just 
They never cross leagues anymore? No, they do cross leagues. It's not like they just have those two weeks where it's interleague play. Uh, okay. All season is interleague yeah, play. Yeah, now yeah. everybody plays everybody. So but, I mean, I mean, he's doing things people haven't, like, haven't done since Babe Ruth. Because yeah. Babe Ruth was yeah. similar to this. Yeah. But, I mean, he's taken the sports world by storm. So he, was, he was being talked about as not starting on the MLB roster after spring training because he was doing so poorly yeah, in spring training. Yeah. Yeah. And then for him to stay on the 25-man roster, have an incredible debut, have an incredible start to the season, I think that's just the, a testament to the kid. He's only 23 years old. So what I'm hearing from my question is that you guys are more impressed with him at the plate because what you talk I, I'm about impressed with pitching, him. I'm impressed with him overall. But, what, I mean, for the most part, when you talk about, like, people seeing him for the first time, that's a pitching thing. It's no, like seeing I, a pitch for the no, first time. No, I think it's both. Th it's both. Yeah, because, because there's these, certain pitches he can't hit. No, exactly. got to figure it out. All these hitters, like, when he's hitting, all these pitchers have no idea, like, what's his, like – they have no yeah, idea what's how to attack pitch? him. What's like, his pitch, yeah. Wait till they faced him ten times. It, yeah, Yasiel Puig went through the same thing when he got called up. He's a, he's rolling right now though. This happens all the time in baseball. Yeah, oh, guys yeah. get called up or But I think the difference here is this kid's living up to hype. Whereas like some people come in under the radar where it's like this guy is hype and he's living up to it right now. There's just lots of times you have people come in and it looks like phenoms and then yeah. like remember Dontrell Willis? Yep. Yeah. yeah. People figured him out real quick. I think the I think the big thing for me. Is the, the being able to hit is uh, and and your picture that's uh, that's just I've crazy. I've always wanted to see a player do that. Yeah, it's been exactly. like rumored and there's been people. That it's like the like, triple double. I just remember because uh, John Olerud was that guy and he's a Washington guy, yeah. obviously Mariners. Yeah. And when he's coming out of college, they were like, didn't know if he's gonna be a player or a pitcher. Yeah, that's sick. Um, all right, so last one. This is kind of the big sports topic I think in the sports world. So we'll end on this one. Little football action. Uh, where's Dez going? Uh, we got the NFC East. I, li I like teams like the Carson Chargers, the Detroit Lions, and and then there's also been some social media uh, clues to maybe him joining Houston. Uh, where 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 do you see Des going? I think I think Detroit would be great for him because he's got a solid quarterback who's proven in the league. But I'm I also heard something about Baltimore. Yep, as potentially a, a spot for him to go, and they signed Crabtree, so yeah. they've they've already put money in that that position, and um, that's that's where I think Houston comes into a comes into a problem, and a place like New York, like you said in the NFC East, I don't think they have enough money to pay him what, what he what, wants. What do you think? Where do you think Des is going? I don't, I don't really know. I think a couple of interesting spots, even though it's unfortunately it would be interesting if he was played for like the Niners, who have no problem spending money right now, or yeah. the Rams, who are just chucking it around. Rams yeah. don't have Rams don't have enough money because of Donald. They got to pay Donald. Okay. If, if they sign Dez instead of paying Donald, there will be an uproar in the city. Oh yeah, no, they're not going to do that. Here's my thing with like the Texans and uh, and uh, uh, the Giants is that I just don't think in this today's NFL you can put. That twenty million. I don't think you can spend twenty million dollars on receivers. You don't have that much. He's cap. not going to get the money he's looking for. I, I but I think he's going to get ten million dollars. I think someone's going to give him ten million dollars. Yeah. He's asking for probably close to twenty. I mean, he's probably asking for like he's 16, probably, 18 million dollars. I was going to say probably around sixteen, eighteen. But he's not. You can't put that. The the receiver group is a dependent position. I mean, you can't. You could have all star wide receivers and be the worst team in the league if you can't get the ball to him, or if none. You know, if that's all you have to guard is these two guys. I think DeAndre Hopkins and, and, OD, and uh, uh, Odell are just not – I mean, it, that's a dream lineup. You know what I mean? That would be great to have both yeah. those guys on the outside. But 
I think you should spend money elsewhere in the NFL. There's too I many agree. positions to fill. Um, my big one, I think, Philip. I think he's just got to find a quarterback. That's. I think it's just going to be a team that's going to go all in. Yeah, you got to try to try and get. That's why I like. That's why I like Detroit because I, I like Detroit and I like Carson. I like Philly as well. Philly Philly, I don't think it. there's enough room in Philly. Yeah, Detroit would be nice. Like we know the Stafford's I, good with a big receiver. It, and I also think, and I also think um, Washington D.C. is a very high possibility because he does want to stay, and they have the money. They need a receiver. Yeah, um, they just, just got a new Alex quarterback. Um, all those teams, I think, have a have a fair shot at Dez. Yeah, and that's it. So that wraps up the two minute drill. Uh, Tyler, you got any shout outs before we get out of here? I don't. All right. I don't have any shout-outs. Boring. Yeah. Blake, you got any shout-outs before we get out of here? All this, all this yeah, playoff shout, stuff. Shout-out to Brad Stevens getting the Celtics into the playoffs with <laughs> his two best players losing. Two max contract players. Yeah. Done. And Kyrie was probably a first-team All-NBA this season. That's 100%. probably what his projections were. I, th- I still think he's going to get second team, but. Yeah. President Stevens. <laughs> so, uh, my shout-out this week is – it isn't sports-related, but I'm going to shout everyone – out going to Coachella this weekend. I'm stoked to be going this weekend. Uh, it's oh, my third. No. It's my third year in a row. Coachella. No. Well, I mean, I am going to go B. see her. Yeah, she's going to kill it. But uh, and the white boy. I'm just ready to have an incredible weekend. Yeah, it's going to be. Fun. I need this vacation big time. But that wraps it up for this week. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter. Be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword the Sports Kingdom show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your Apple iPhone or Android. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We will be back next week with another great episode. Shout out to Blake for joining us this week. Yeah. Thanks, Blake. We'll be back next week. Peace. Peace.